0: hey y'all i'm lucinda
1: and i'm justin
0: and you're listening to portrait mode
1: it's been two weeks since our last episode and as we promised you guys we are back we're trying our best to keep that promise of bi-weekly episodes and hopefully that continues to go on and on um Honestly, we were thinking about it, and we realized that a large reason that we were able to keep this up is just because of the topic of last episode, consistency. And we we were really putting some personal pressure on ourselves to to make sure we follow through with that promise. Um, For that reason, we realized that pressure is is a big topic and motivator in our lives, and we thought that would be a great topic to talk about today. And just diving deeper into the different types of pressure and how it kind of affects us and our peers and everything in our daily lives.
0: Yeah, that's a great intro, Justin, and honestly, I could not have said that better. And yeah, like Justin was saying, this, I guess, pressure is a large aspect in terms of everyone's lives. And it's different for everyone at different stages of lives, too. And so we wanted to dive a little bit deeper into what pressure is um, prominent in our lives, as well as, um, you know, maybe what type of examples there are or what are the outcomes of these different pressures. But I guess to start off, Justin, um, maybe we can talk about personal pressure. I think um, this is probably the most prominent one because, you know, this personal pressure is an example of why we are kind of making, keeping ourselves accountable with today's episode, too. Not saying that we are pressured (laughs) to do this necessarily, but this kind of personal pressure and this kind of standard that we're holding ourselves accountable to.
1: Yeah, I I agree. I think like. One of the more nuanced types of pressures in general is just the pressure that you do put on yourself. I think it's it's kind of something that you realize more and more when you like really want to do something that you kind of put that personal pressure on yourself. So I'd love to hear, Lucinda, what kind of personal pressures have been kind of big for you that you've noticed recently for yourself or in the past couple of years. Just to like give some examples, I guess, of, of what we exactly mean by that.
0: Yeah, I think personal pressure for me, honestly, at this stage in life is more forward looking. Um, I guess like many people are may feel the same way as well. But to me, I think right now there's no school since it is the summer. And so things that I'm focused on is not necessarily as academically based, but more professionally based. And I think this comes to, you know, career searching or job searching, applying to jobs for next year, stuff like that. And those are different pressures that we put on ourselves, but as well as holding ourselves to a certain standard. And so for me, I think it's kind of hard to not be comparing myself to other people, especially seeing, you know, so many people thriving, um, working a full time already and seeing that we are rising seniors. A lot of our friends are, you know, already in the workforce, Mm -hmm. which is pretty crazy to see that that's going to be us next year. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, yeah, that is true. And so I think right now the biggest stressor in my life is probably just really understanding, you know, what I want to be doing in the future. Currently, I think I've talked about this before, but um, interning is kind of a great experience actually because it allows me to really understand what being in the workforce is like, what a 9-to-5 job is really like, and, you know, exploring and asking these questions and making mistakes too and asking myself, you know, is this something i see myself doing in the future um is this not what i like you know asking all these different questions and really exploring what i want to be doing and i'm really also really grateful for that because not everyone gets that opportunity too but with this opportunity also comes a lot of personal pressure that i put on myself you know if i don't receive like a full-time offer or if i don't um get what i actually want to be achieving for um like how will i respond to that and honestly it's kind of hard to predict right now. What about you, Justin? Um, How does personal pressure look like for you currently?
1: It it comes in a lot of different ways. I I think it just, you know, it goes hand in hand with like what kind of expectations I put on myself. Um, A lot of the same things you described of like career slash professional related pressures, a lot of them have been a little more in my just daily life as well. Um, we, We were talking about this a little bit before we started today, but been putting kind of like a personal pressure on myself to try to stay fit and exercise, especially after a year of sitting in place (laughs) for like hours on end. Yeah and trying to Yeah, yeah. I something I've been trying to do is like go on some sort of run or like run on a treadmill every day. That's definitely been the result of like a personal pressure on myself of like this is something I have to do to stay healthy or also just to be to the level of health that I want to be at or the level of fitness I want to be at. Um I think these personal pressures all stem from just some sort of intrinsic motivation to want something or to, to strive for some goal. Another example of like a personal pressure I've been putting on myself recently has been to just go out and, and reach out to people and friends I haven't spoken to in a while. Um, once again, I think you can attribute this to the pandemic and everything, but I, I think there's just a lot of people I haven't really kept in as close contact with as I would have liked to. And the personal pressure of, Just checking in with people and maintaining like a social life in in the first place is also something that I've realized is is something I think about a lot and something that kind of motivates a lot of different things I do. So um, whether that means like reaching out to someone on Facebook Messenger to (laughs) schedule like um, a time to catch up or something like that, or if it just means, um, I don't know, like being more active in social media and trying to engage with people. That's something that has also been more pervasive in my life recently.
0: Yeah, totally. I think especially with the pandemic, it's, you know, we've all circled up in our own little bubble and we've been more used to that non-social life. But now seeing things are opening up a little bit more, I think um, I've definitely caught myself reaching out to people as well more often. Not because necessarily, um, it's not necessarily like, stressful pressure on me but it's more of like this pressure of getting myself out there back again and getting back into like the quote-unquote new normal as well and kind of adjusting to that circumstance
1: yeah i i think i like the way you put it where it's like it's not like a stressor for you it's not stressful Mm -hmm. of of a type of pressure it's it's kind of more just like um a pressure to go in a certain direction or like a pressure to get you started and motivated and that that's definitely how it feels for me too like I, I don't go into these things like uh teeth chattering nervous <laughs> about it or something um but sometimes I I definitely realize that I just need to put a little pressure on myself to make sure that I'm getting over that hump of wanting to stay inside and sleep all day or something instead but yeah um it's, I guess this is a good time to also talk about other types of pressures that we face that aren't just directly like personal or from ourselves. I think a really obvious one that comes to mind, especially as college students um, who have talked about this topic before, is parental pressure. Obviously our parents are a big part of our lives. They raise us, they nurture us, they are among the most important people to, to many of us, um, but that also comes with expectations and certain things that they might want us to do. So As much as you're comfortable, I'd love to hear about some of the things that that have been kind of like parental pressures on a specific or vague note.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think with parental pressure, um, this comes in many different ways. And I think there's always different experiences from different people as well. And so as for me with parental pressure, I think more so recently, I definitely have not felt that as much just because um, I'm... Currently not living with them. And so I definitely felt probably the most parental pressure when I was, say, back in high school. And so I would say that with parental pressure or with parents, I would say there's a fine line between what they call like caring or versus like caring too much. You know, I think parents always have the best judgment and best like interest for us as their children. But sometimes, you know, that comes with negativity or possibly toxicity as well as much as I don't want to say it but I think personally for me my parents have always been great assets of my life and they've always pushed me to do you know what I wanted to do which is something I'm really thankful for I can see um there's definitely a lot of stereotypes of you know um Asian parents possibly wanting to them to do it the, their way their specific way but I'm actually very grateful that my parents haven't put that type of pressure on me which is, um, yeah, something that I'm very thankful once again. But I think this parental pressure often comes in with grades. And so I think people may hear this (laughs) a lot. But for me, I think I've definitely felt a personal pressure um, to live up to my parents, uh, like their standards too. So not necessarily just parental pressure, because I wouldn't say that everything's, you know, fallen on them. It's not them telling me, oh, you must do this, this and this. But rather I have kind of a... Adopted to want to reach the standards if that makes sense mm-hmm. yeah I am and I don't know I think it's a mixture of both personal and parental pressure that has kind of given me the mindset that I have currently because I think um, sometimes when parents seem to care too much versus just caring um, it can actually have like negative effects um, I actually know possibly some people that you know end up not doing as well because of the parental pressure and I think um, that's where it kind of gets to the point where it's not necessarily as beneficial for you as they intend it to be but it's um, yeah so I would say the intent they have is definitely very loving come from a very positive and very caring um, direction but in in terms of the impact that it makes may not be always the case. But what about you, Justin? I think um, parental pressure for me is definitely not as prominent nowadays, but how has it been for you?
1: Yeah, no, I, I totally know what you what you mean. Not being at home right now and, and being apart definitely reduces the amount of parental pressure I feel. I mean, when you're not living in their house and they're, they're not kind of observing everything <laughs> you do, it, it's just naturally going to not be the same. Um, I mean, who hasn't heard from their parents about grades? I think that's just like one of the most... Common ones, and I totally understand what you mean. Um, Yeah, I've heard about people who, like, because they have that kind of pressure, as you mentioned, they that's like what causes them to not care about doing well in school, and that that can be a problem in a lot of cases when it's just like overbearing on them. Um, I also, luckily, didn't have too much pressure on myself. I mean, my parents always expected me to do well, and I think there's certain parts of my life where they, specifically in academics, pushed me a little further. Um, But, like, you, I I think there's a point where it became more intrinsic for me, where there was a point where it went from like my parents want me to do well to I want myself to do well. Mm-hmm. And I think at that point is definitely when they started letting go a bit more and they were like, yeah, we you we know you'll you'll do fine. Just make sure to to keep it keep it okay. Um yeah, I, I think something else that I've felt personally, um and this is to go back a little bit, I guess to our previous topic was um career pressure. I, I think this is something that has been really unique to me, especially as I'm starting to, like, think about entering the workforce, and it's something I, I didn't realize for a long time, but um, my parents, with their best interests in mind, really want me to, you know, get a, a stable, high-paying job so that I can live a good life, uh, support a family in the future, all that good stuff. But with that also comes its unique pressures. And, and sometimes those can be really stressful, um, even though they're, they're definitely the type of parents to say, like, whatever makes you happy will make us happy. If it's not paying that well, they're also going to be a little concerned. Yeah. And <laughs> hearing them talk about that kind of stuff when I go home for breaks, it, it stresses me out sometimes, um, especially if I, if I haven't been able to think about it that much on my own. Because um, it can feel like they're like kind of telling me what they want me to do. And then maybe if it conflicts with what I want to do, I have that like inner cognitive dissonance that kind of messes with my head. Um, but at the same time, I think I'm really grateful for it. There was a time recently where I was thinking about this situation in high school where my mom wanted me to do something because it would be beneficial for my career. And I was like a sophomore in high school. I had no clue what she was talking about. Um, and at the time, I was kind of like, I guess I'll do it for you, but I, I don't really know why. But it wasn't until recently where I thought back to that. And I was like, that step was really important for me discovering like what I might want to do in my life. And if it hadn't been for the pressure that my parents kind of set forth, I would have never had that experience. Uh, so it's definitely a double-edged sword. Sometimes it can be really stressful. Sometimes you never know what kind of blessings it might actually bring you. Yeah. That's kind of how I I think about it.
0: Totally. I think with the career pressure, I feel that, but in a different perspective, I guess. For me, I think, like, as a woman, of course, um, I think my parents hold a different type of pressure for career-wise. And I don't know if it's, like, common in this, uh, or for my situation, but i think for me it's always been like a age kind of thing where um i think it's kind of known that like women have a biological i guess like pressure of having like children and mm. such by a certain age and so something that has always like been in my mind is you know we also have a biological constraint as to when you should supposedly be having birth and so when it gets to the point where it's not as uh quote unquote safe and so It also comes into mind with um, higher degrees. And so for me personally, I'm not getting a medical degree. But let's say if um, I were to, that would be how many years of schooling? Way too much. Yeah, exactly. And by the time that uh, by the time I actually get my degree, you have like so many things to so many like student loans to pay off and such. And also a lot of um, uh, pressure with like getting married or like um, having children. And so for me thankfully I don't I am not going down this road but my parents have always kind of hinted me not to go down this road because of that sake. And so this pressure though not necessarily relating to me as much because of like my current like uh needs I guess, it still is a certain type of pressure that I think like if I did ha- I always wonder if I did have this type of need of wanting to go down this road, like what would what would they think, you know, what exactly would they tell me because they always um, always hint at me saying you know if you can get a job as soon as possible um, as fast as possible with like the best salary as best as possible you know that's like the way to go but sometimes not necessarily having the same view um, as them so it also depends on like what type of pressure that is and so for me personally I think I'm not sure if, I don't think you've dealt with this probably yeah
1: I, I usually don't talk to my parents about when my body will be having children <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, so, which is, like, a definitely a different perspective, I think, but it's also one that I'm sure many other people may have experienced as well.
1: Hmm, that's so interesting. I've never, I don't really think about that as much, I guess just because I've never had that kind of experience, but that that is, I'm, I'm glad that your parents are thinking in that way, because I, I, for me, as someone who's never had to think about that, I definitely would never have <laughs> had that kind of insight.
0: Huh. yeah. So yeah, with that being said, I think our parents definitely play a huge aspect in terms of what we do in our lives, or it, it may be, you know, giving us support, it may be giving us advice, uh, maybe pressure, positive, negative ways, but definitely uh, they do play a significant role in our lives. But moving on to peers, they also do play a significant role in our lives, and that's also something that we want to dive a little bit deeper into today which is how peer pressure plays a role in our lives. And I think peer pressure, there can be both negative and positive. And I think that goes to say with all the different types of pressures are, that are out there. I think with our parents too, like we just mentioned, there's positive pressure that um, you know our parents provide us as well as some that may be not as positive. Um, but for you, Justin, what I guess like for you, what has peer pressure, um, what does it look like to you?
1: Yeah, I mean, everyone's gone through those elementary school lessons of peer pressure. <laughs> I I think, to me, I've been fortunate enough to not feel too much peer pressure in that kind of sense in my life, where I'm being pressured to do something that I'm uncomfortable with. I think that's a very unfortunate and detrimental form of pressure that I I look down upon, and I try my best not to add to, but... I think that peers in general whether they it's direct or, or not put a lot of pressure on us since they're kind of the people we most likely compare ourselves to mm-hmm. and that's kind of something you touched on earlier Lucinda. Um, whether it's them talking to us about like I don't know like what their current day looks like or like what new hobbies they picked up mm-hmm. or you know how many friends they've been chatting with recently. All of those things are, are things that we might take into account and I, I know I do for sure. I definitely compare myself a lot to people um, just by nature. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that while some of these things I'm also grateful for, cause it's maybe it shows me new opportunities I could take up or new cool things I could be doing. It also can make me feel like behind or, or like I, there's so many things that other people are doing that I feel like I should be doing too. Um, I think there's just countless instances that I can think of where the peers around me and my friends or acquaintances or classmates or something like that because that they've been doing something cool or they've been maybe doing something not cool or like haven't been like really doing anything it's definitely changed the way that i've thought about the way i live my life um for example i think that a large reason i wanted to start running like, every day was Honestly, because I, I started hanging around with people who would talk about working out and exercising every day. And honestly, I'm still trying to understand whether that was like a motivator for me. Like, that sounds cool. I want to do that too. Or if it was like a negative thing where it was like, I feel bad. These people are doing this. I feel like I should do it too. Um, The outcome is the same. But I, I think there's just so much nuance that goes into exactly how here's can end up putting pressure on us in that kind of way. That was kind of a tangent, but I I think it just goes to show the complexity of of that kind of pressure.
0: No, that was really good. I really like the way you framed that in terms of how they're it's the same outcome, but in terms of the way you view it is definitely very different. Like definitely. I think it's funny that you talk about all this because when I first think of peer pressure, like you mentioned, I think of like our elementary middle school days and how peer pressure was always negative, you know? And thinking like, oh, don't peer pressure that person into doing this and this. But now it's more of, you know, there's different types of peer pressure that we think about and that we learn about, too. There may be peer pressure that is like objectively not good for you. They may be distractions, may lower your self-esteem, or maybe they're like putting you against your own values. But rather, there are also types of pressure, peer, uh, peer pressures that are beneficial to you. So. For example, like you were saying how people are motivating you, um, you may be gaining new experiences or having a different types of support. And I think this is all different, Uh, very interesting for me to kind of take in because when I think of peer pressure in my life, I've always thought of positive ones too. Mm. However, thinking of negative ones doesn't, I don't think there's as many that sticks to me just because of maybe the way that I perceive these peer pressures possibly Mm -hmm. yeah i think like the way that you framed it was really um i think it was really good because you were saying how you know the people who you're surrounded by all are talking about working out or staying fit and then you put it into two perspectives to me i would always think the positive of the two because i'm thinking this is something beneficial to me but i can definitely see how it could lower your self-esteem for sure you know thinking that oh i'm just not fit like Dang, I need to get better. But that's just very interesting for me to learn.
1: Yeah. I I think I'm the flip side of that to be honest. I'm a pretty positive person, but usually I especially when it comes to peer pressure, I, I think I think I'm the negative side where I want to do everything and then when I see people doing things, oftentimes I will be like, "Man, I should be doing those kinds of things." Um it really goes to show just I guess how differently these pressures also affect us or like different personalities cuz I I guess in that kind of way we think about this one topic like completely differently.
0: Yeah, very interesting. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Okay, we could go on and on about peer pressure. Who knows? Maybe we'll do an episode about that one day. I guess we'll have to wait and see, but for now we we want to keep going um with just one last type of pressure that we'll mention. That's societal pressure. I I think it plays into peer pressure and maybe even uh the other forms of pressure in some way, but societal pressure being just on a grander scale. On people you might not even know, I guess. Lucinda, um, what what exactly do you think that means for your life right now? I guess I, I'm just trying to understand as well um, how societal pressures affect us. Because I, I think that's a big idea.
0: Yeah, when when we talk about societal pressure, I think the first automatic thing that just comes to my head is... The societal pressure of how one should look, mm-hmm. and I think that's definitely something that has been talked about a lot, but I think it's very interesting because, like as a woman um I see this a lot i mean even with men too, I see this where we kind of hold a quote unquote standard for how we should look, and I think it's also very common sh- commonly shown in social media, and it does play a large role in our lives too. I think for me, no matter how much I tell myself, you know like it's this standard is a so called standard that society holds us to, but it shouldn't be true, but it's also something that's reoccurring that you know we always see that basically it's it's repeatedly shown in our um in media as well as in our heads, and I think it's the pressure that society puts into i guess like w- what women or men should be called or should be shown as in terms of um, being called perfect. And I think that in a way is very demeaning just because there's so many standards that people are held to. And because of these standards, um, the pressure is also on. And I think it's very interesting to me that this is the first thing that I think of when I think of societal pressure but also goes to show how um, prominent it really is. And for me, I think I've definitely personally felt that too when I'm like scrolling on Instagram or like scrolling through like Twitter or something. And I see like specifically images of like people who have a quote unquote nice body. And I think, wow, like I need to be exactly like that. And so that in a way like kind of motivates me to work out. But then there may be on the flip side, like Justin say, the negative view of that where people like lower their self-esteem and say you know like they end up uh starving themselves or not eating enough um not uh taking care of their mental um mental health and i think it's just there's so many different effects to it and i think that just goes to show how um i guess like very prominent societal pressure is um in all different aspects
1: that's for sure i mean Especially I think the example you used, like it really hits the nail on the head, especially with body image, societal pressure for women these days. It's it's not pretty. It's it's really terrible the mm-hmm. way that like society will just tell you what you should look like sometimes. Or it really feels that way at least. Um I'd also like to mention I guess like it's not at least in my experience, it, it it's so much more than just The way you look as well i i mean and not to not to say that that has less value but it's really come to light to me just how much more societal pressure can mean sometimes um i think with recent years there being more conversations of discrimination on different accounts Mm -hmm. of like race or sexuality or you know whatever it may be ability stuff like that um societal pressure is a large driving factor in a lot of those things. And I know that I'm kind of taking it again in a negative um, kind of perspective, but I, I think it's just really fascinating to see how it's so powerful in in today's world. And I think you can attribute it to like, you know, all the things you mentioned, like social media and that really pushing things forward. But it, it's something that I, I feel every day. It's just different forms of societal pressure. Clearly, you, you also have the same experiences. Yeah. Um kind of scary <laughs> to be honest. It really though. is. Yeah. I
0: think it's I think it's definitely something that um has stemmed from a long time ago. And it's just literally driven in our brains. It's something that we see as a it's a standard now, you know? And like as much as I don't want to say that, it's really what is in other people's heads too. And it's also like you mentioned really scary. <laughs> like I don't ever want like you know other people to be feeling this way but i can't imagine like how many people still do feel this way too
1: right i think that's that's why it's really important to try to be aware of these pressures that's kind of part of why we wanted to do this episode too just to make sure that we're like not afraid to talk about these things because the more that we are aware of them the the less potential they have to blindside us and potentially harm us
0: for sure Um, yeah i i
1: I really wish we had the time to dedicate to just like dive really deep into these things but unfortunately um we do not but we could definitely you know all these things as i mentioned before might find their way into future episodes as well so
0: definitely (laughs) i think for us um at our certain stage in life uh for me at least i know that like i'm kept to a certain standard um And for me, I think I, since we are in college, like I haven't reached, haven't yet reached my success point. And I think um, that's very interesting to me because I always wondered how people who have reached their success point, what are, what does pressure look like for them? I think we've Mm. talked a lot about our experiences so far growing up, um, currently in college, but yeah, I've always wondered what is it, what does pressure look like really for people who are Who've already who've already reached their life goal, you know, like top world artists, maybe that's like the one thing they want to be, athletes, anything like that.
1: Yeah. Those people must have like completely different scales of pressure. Mm-hmm. This is something I think about a lot. When I see celebrities and just famous people, um, the amount of pressure we feel as more or less just citizens of the world is already immense. So to be it in the spotlight and on the top of the world in, in something or something like that must come with so much pressure. Um, and, and something that really motivated us to also to talk about this topic of pressure has been a recent event. So we're just to date this episode a little bit, uh, we're currently smack dab in the middle of the Tokyo 2020 Olympics. But something that's come up recently is that world champion USA gymnast Simone Biles um, pulled out of a couple different event finals, uh, including parts of the team final, individual all-around, some of her individual event finals just due to mental health um, kind of emergencies. And there's been a lot of discussion and mm-hmm. support and also backlash on, on this event, I suppose. Yeah. Um, we thought this would be a really interesting thing to talk about because Simone Biles is one of those people who is, by definition, one of the most, like, quote unquote, successful people in the world. She's the top of the gymnastics world, many people say she's like the greatest of all time. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> like if it, it, for people who haven't seen her perform, it's, it, it is breathtaking. A lot of these mental health issues for her came with the pressure of being an Olympic athlete, representing her country expected to win everything basically. Um, so yeah, when, when you heard that news, what, what did you kind of think Lucinda or what have you been thinking as you've been hearing more about it?
0: Yeah, I think, like you mentioned, yeah, like gymnastics has always been her thing. And I think that's um something very unique to her. Um, she literally hasn't lost like an all around competition final since like twenty thirteen. And that's like crazy. We're in twenty twenty one. So I think to me, when I first heard that, definitely I was like, Whoa. And at first I thought there's definitely a lot we don't know about that her, you mm-hmm. know, she must have so much um backstory, so many things to talk about, but obviously, as we see, Simone is known as a gymnast, you know, this is all we see her as. Um, and not necessarily knowing the real background of what what her background really is, what stories she has to tell. And I think, as you mentioned, there was backlash. And I think with that, to me, that felt very shocking. And just because it's so easy for people to just point fingers and um, kind of assume what someone else is doing or what their personality is like and people i i've been hearing you know people saying how you know how can she not do this like she she has held to this expectation and there's so much pressure on her to you know succeed and live up to the standard basically and i think you know everyone is their own individual no matter how talented you are no matter what type of person you are everyone has um some type of stressor in their lives and i think it's okay for that. And I think um, in this situation, um, for someone like as talented as Simone Biles, um, she's dealing with something definitely that was impacting her mental health. And in fact, I think um, many people definitely know this, but I would say like she is a leading example of someone who is courageous enough to Mm -hmm. actually speak up and to say like, you know, this is it. And like, this is enough. Because to me, I think it's, It's definitely very intimidating, very scary to kind of tell people, you know, this is this is when to stop because you have so much pressure building up. People are keeping you to this specific standard. But for her to actually come out and speak out, I think that was actually very mature and very courageous of her because um, it shows uh, a leading example, basically, of someone who is taking care of themselves before, um, you know, society, societal pressure.
1: That's for sure. I I had a similar kind of mindset where I initially it was very shocking. I mean, I've never heard of that kind of pulling out of events like that, especially in competition as large as the Olympics. But when I I thought about it, I was really surprised that this was the first time I had heard about something like this. Um, Something I've been doing recently as I've been watching the Olympics is just thinking about how much pressure she must have been under and and the, the reasons for it. I mean, it goes without saying that competing at the Olympics um, for potentially a gold medal is, is really intense. I mean, you're representing a country of 300 million plus. Um, you're competing at the top stage. To go in with so many expectations on her already mm-hmm. and, and eyes is... Now, that's, that itself is already stressful enough. Yeah. And something else I realized is... Um, and this is a little bit tangential as well, but um, there's an article I saw about Suni Lee, the, the gold medalist in the all-around. Also, Asian representation, yes. am I right? <laughs> um, <laughs> represent. Represent. But yeah, there is, there's an article about, like, it was all about her, and it was like, um, should SUNY Lee go back to Auburn, or should she just, like, cash in on all of her endorsements now that she's, like, a big star? Um, that made me realize that Simone Biles, it's not just her gymnastics career on the line when she is competing. It's also things like her whole livelihood. She... That's her career, that's her, her endorsements, that's her public image in mm-hmm. general. And so, so much is riding on the, the gymnastics performances in general, and, and also the action that she took of pulling out of these events in the interest of her team and in the interest of you know the athletes there and herself, obviously. Um, just to be able to balance all the, the pressure of that with the decision to say, it's too much. I, I know it will be a bad idea to keep going. Based on all this pressure, that that takes a lot of mental fortitude and a lot of courage, as you mentioned. Um, and I I definitely agree. I think sh- we could all learn a lot from yeah. the way that she handled things. And I can't even imagine what she must be thinking. And and I also don't, just want to say, if we've said any like incorrect information, please forgive us. We're we're trying our best to stay informed on this situation. <laughs> but um, I just can't imagine what must be going through her head already. And so to to still handle everything in like a very gracious and very professional way is is astounding to me
0: yeah i i definitely feel that i think to me i think about you know a certain situation that i may be like letting my parents down and those are only two people um of my in my life you know and this is like literally the whole country and i think it's it's crazy to hear kind of um the different type of pressures, especially with um, people who are at that point in their lives and I think that's what's so different about pressure you know there's different aspects, different parts of it, and I think in this situation here, I think a huge lesson that I think all of us can take in is really to pay attention to our own bodies. I think it's really important to pay attention to your connections, your relationships, literally anything in your life and Making sure that there is a good balance of everything and being self-aware; those are all different things that I think, um, Simone definitely, um, is a great example of. I think she noticed when you know the, uh, this situation could possibly be detrimental to her health as well as her safety, and I think deciding to take that step down is something very, is something very admirable.
1: That's for sure we are all able to handle pressure like she is able to with that level of logical thinking and that level of emotional awareness. I, I think that a lot of problems would be solved.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think definitely having a good balance of everything that you're handling um, is also super important. Something that I want to share is something that I actually I heard from someone um, a while back, which is thinking of your... Thinking of my life as essentially a seesaw or a teeter-totter. Wait, do you call it a teeter-totter?
1: I, I use both. Okay. i both.
0: Okay. <laughs> anyway, thinking of my life as a seesaw. I think sometimes I find myself getting too ahead of what I'm actually doing and what I'm thinking. And I think that's what causes the seesaw to lean one way. Or I could find myself slacking and not holding myself accountable to my specific goals or the tasks that I set out for myself. And then the seesaw leans the other way. And either way, whenever, wherever the seesaw leans, um, one is not too great, just because you'll need an external force to get yourself back in balance or back to equilibrium. And that just means those extra forces could be finding resources or also taking a a long time or a while to actually get back to that balance. And I think that's how I kind of like to think of my life. You know, there are aspects where the seesaw could lean one way or the other a little bit maybe a little bit tilted but not necessarily held to the ground and i think once it does um get to the one side of the ground is where you'll need a long time to actually get back up and so um i think it's just great to really be self-aware of everything literally anything that's happening in your life and understanding when to take a step back or when to keep yourself forward
1: man that's an insightful analogy. I like that a lot. <laughs> I'm going to start thinking that way too. Wow. <laughs> um, another lesson to end off too. Don't hate on Simone. The woman's amazing. Come on now. We, we all know how much pressure she's under. Really?
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like,
1: um, for us to, to even be talking about her right now is a testament to just how, how big the story has gotten and how much backlash she's gotten. You're one of those haters, just stop it. Come on now. We yeah, all know better than that.
0: Stop
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um we as I've said countless times, we could go on and on about the different types of pressure, how to deal with them, etc. Um and we don't want to end it off here even though this is all the time we have for today's episode. We want to continue talking about this topic as a whole, perhaps pivoting it a little more um to start expanding into new areas about pressure in general. And so, in the next episode that we have planned right now, in two weeks. Stay tuned for more, because we'll be taking this a step further, talking more about this topic, um, and you'll get to hear a little more from us on pressure in our lives. And uh, before we, we leave off for today, I also wanted to just briefly say that um, if you've experienced any of these pressures that we've talked about today, hopefully just hearing that we've gone through them, that we've noticed them, um, will help you realize that you're not alone in these pressures. We know that pressure, whether positive or negative, can be overwhelming sometimes. Um, And that's kind of why we want to talk about it in the first place. We want to normalize it. We want to ensure that uh, everyone who feels some sort of pressure understands that they're never going to be alone. There's always going to be people around them who share the same experiences. Um, I'm sure Lucinda and I share a lot of these pressures, and that's a reason that we're able to, to deal with them a little bit better. So we hope that the same thing applies for all of you listening as well. That's the end of today's episode. Always remember to reach out on portrait mode podcast on Instagram and portrait at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you on anything you have to say, especially about this topic and about anything you'd love to hear from us in the future as well. So until our next episode, make sure to stay connected and we'll see you then.
0: Stay tuned and see you in two weeks. <laughs>